0: I'm a and this is The Review. City lost 1-0 to Spurs at the London Stadium to continue their impeccable record of no points and no goals scored there. Um, Yeah, joining me to pick the bones out of that nonsense, I've got the rest of the 9320 boardroom, Lloyd and... Firstly, Mr. Howard Hawking. Howard, I believe that you are going to be doing some ranting and raving today.
1: Not my style, eh, son? I don't know where you got <laughs> that idea from. I think I'm going to be very frustrated. I think it's going to be very, from my perspective, because we flip-flopped over this about problems this season, it's going to be very pep-orientated, the way I'm looking at this, definitely. Interesting.
0: Okay. Fair
2: enough.
0: Morning, Lloyd. Good morning.
2: Or not how's so good the, um, morning.
0: How's the ACL recovery?
2: Definitely made worse by that shit show yesterday. Um, mm. But now it's going all right. It's slow progress, it's like a nine to twelve month thing. So got plenty of time for City to throw in more bollocks uh, during the recovery process. So I might have to get used to the uh, the odd. Your poor result but I actually um when Kane scored yesterday I I punched my leg and I punched <laughs> the wrong leg. I really oh,
1: <laughs> May. Punched the wrong leg. Uh, but it's it's just
2: it's it's just that visceral reaction, isn't it? When when Rodri gave it away I was just arsed and I just went to punch what well, I thought it was the sofa, but I punched my right knee, so uh, I probably pushed myself back by a week, so well done to me. Oh dear.
0: So look, um, normally we would start with. Normally we'd start with the team selection, but I actually think that it's worth starting with the non-selection. So I want to start with the players that were on the bench: Diaz, Laporte, Gundogan, and De Bruyne. Um, something dawned on me last night after the game. Well, it didn't really dawn on me, but as the more i began to think about it the more i became quite confused about it somehow we have um, somehow we've ended up in a place where there is almost an accepted belief that laporte wants to leave and there's almost like and i'm i'm guilty of this as much as anybody else that there's this acceptance that somehow Laporte is a bad egg or he's got a bad face or you know he's he's not a he's not a team player somehow um and then I kind of cast my mind back to the end of last season and just how important Laporte was in the running and not just how important he was but the level of commitment that he showed and you know the guy practically played on one leg for the last two or three games um and and that Playing with that injury meant that he had to have surgery in the summer, which meant that he wasn't ready for preseason. But him not being ready for preseason was really just a, a byproduct of him playing through injury to get us over the line to win the title at the end of last season. Um, do either of you have an explanation for why, or can you th- can you pinpoint? Why maybe Laporte simply cannot get a start?
1: No, I I don't have an explanation for everything you're going to ask me in the next hour. So, (laughs) perhaps I'll be the worst guest you've ever had on this podcast. (laughs) That this is to me is my big concern coming out of the match. It's not the performance itself. Oh what a surprise, he did these crazy things, we've lost at Spurs again and not scored in five visits there. I think the non-players is, for me, the biggest concern going forward. Mm. In my opinion, he'll always be blemished with City, some City fans because he's a c- couple of cock-ups in Champions League matches and yeah, Spurs being the opposition in at least one of them. I think he Amy Laporte's our best defender, I think. Now, I love John Stones as much as everyone else. So you can put your, when fit, you can put your argument for him being our best defender. I'm fine with that. He's our best defender. And if I was him, I'd be scratching my head going, why am I staying here? It's getting to that point now. It's like, I know he's been injured for a long time. He has come in in a few games and he's done fine. So the non-happy face thing hasn't affected performances if he is. Looking glum on the training pitch, but it's self fulfilling. This players don't get picked, or then do get picked and put in crazy positions where they don't know what they're doing, then they are going to look like that on the training pitch. And it's all self fulfilling now what Pep's doing with who he picks, how he sets the lineups, and those he doesn't pick. I mean, Diaz, as well, a former player of the year, he's been fit for how long now? It must be over a month. It's been a while now. It's yeah. been a while now. How can he prove himself if he can't get near the pitch? What's he doing in... We know he's a professional. He's like in the gym and he's... I'm sure he's not kicking off on the training pitch. If he can't get on the pitch, then what's the point of him being here? I I don't... He must be fit by now. He must be. And that... Yeah, that subs list is more worrying in a way than anything that happened during the match for me. I do find it concerning because... we know there's going to be a big turnover in the summer, we know, and obviously Bernardo Silva and Goodwin might go. So I've, I didn't I know I it
0: before, but I know it now. Hmm? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't trust uh, the. I didn't trust even my own words in terms of the idea that there'd be a big yeah. uh, shake-up this summer. But I do now. I, but, d- I don't. I'm under no illusions now that 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 it's going to be a, a a rocky summer in terms of outgoings. But. That could mean another transition season if the huge turnover. You
1: like a Chelsea in a way. Maybe not with a six hundred million pound outlay, but you don't just integrate six new players into a squad and then just carry on as normal. So just very quickly, yeah, like I'm kinda relaxed. I've kind of become accepting that perhaps both or either or one of Silver or Gunderman goes in the summer, that's That's fine in a way. We know the stories behind that. Gundogan's getting on a bit. Silva wants to live somewhere warmer, don't we all? But pushing out the likes of Laporte, a world-class defender and others, and maybe I'm getting hysterical and way ahead of myself here, but that's been a theme now, players just not getting near this team. Big players from our past are just not getting in this team. And they are going to start thinking about their future. If he keeps doing this, and that for me is very worrying about what lies ahead.
0: Well, Lloyd, so I, I want to. I, I have the sense that um, it's very normal for us as football supporters to be pretty reactionary, and it's pretty normal for us to to look at the bench yesterday and to be concerned, and for after the the performance that goes in to feel the the way in which we feel. I, I always think when you. I always think when you, when you see a team selection like that or you see some, when you see a football manager do something that you don't understand, I think one of the first things you've got to try and do is put yourself in his shoes because ultimately, Guardiola's not picking teams to lose games and he's not picking teams to play badly. His ego is bigger than all of our egos combined. So losing is not something that's in his DNA. Uh, so when he puts a team out on some level... He believes that team gives him the best chance of winning the game of football. So mm. does that suggest then, because what, the only thing that, the and this is the only thing that I can kind of bring my head to, the only thing I can bring my head to right now is he's been saying, you go all the way back to the Rio Ferdinand interview of two years ago, he's been saying for two years now that you have to shake the squad. You have to change the players. You have to, you can't keep the same players year in, year out. And I wonder whether as much as we think that Guardiola, Beguerra Soriano, Khaldun are effectively one giant brain thinking together. Maybe they're maybe behind the scenes. And you look at the net spend comments, maybe behind the scenes, Guardiola has, to some extent, had his wings clipped in terms of the people around him going, no, those players are good enough and they're at a peak age. We're not going to get rid of five, six, seven of them and replace them with five, six, seven new players. And so over a period of two seasons, Guardiola has slowly found himself, because I do believe that you can't have the same intensity in training today that you had in 2016 when pep walked in the door and for guys like kdb and gundo bernardo these are lads who have been here for that that amount of time now and i think that i can i can understand that they might not have the joy the intensity the all of the all of the things that you need to make you the best version of a guardiola player Except after five or six years, you might not be that way. And so maybe Pep now has gone, well, I've asked the board over the last two years to sort this out, and they haven't really sorted it out. So I'm just going to start putting these lads on the bench. Because the one thing, like, for example, you look at Harlan and how isolated he is. He gets picked every fucking game and he plays 90 minutes. Alvarez getting picked now. Akanji and Ake, new guys getting picked all the time. Rico Lewis, new guy getting picked all the time. So it definitely feels to me like the dividing line between heavy rotation and you play every game is the new lads, they get to play almost every game. And heavy rotation is reserved for the lads that have been here four, five, six years. Sorry, I asked a yeah. question and then went off on a monologue.
2: And I think. <laughs> I think I think that'll be this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably right. And to kind of come back to your question, I think the only look, the only explanation for why these lads don't aren't playing is that Pep can't be happy with them. So Pep can't be happy for whatever reason with Diaz, Laporte, Kevin Gundo. Probably Gundo slightly less because he's always rotated a little bit with Bernardo so I think he we can make a slightly different case for him but even even Gundo seeing seeing Bernardo on the team sheet yesterday I was like what um, but Diaz Laporte I mean Laporte for me is just it's just it's not right it's not right um, Laporte should have been playing yesterday he absolutely should have been playing and he should have been playing a lot more in a lot of games this season um but I think Guardiola's problem really, and it, it can be boiled down to something quite simple, is that if he's not going to pick these guys, then that's fine as long as we win. Because when we don't, and when we play like that, and when that becomes a pattern where he's preferring the lesser players, or more fringe players, fundamentally when you're leaving your what are your quote best players on the bench you're going to create massive problems for yourself. And like, like Howard was referring to at the the top of the show we're already going to have a huge turnover in the summer and if you start going to war effectively going to war with guys like Laporte and you know say if the De Bruyne thing continued you're making huge huge problems for yourself where you're ostracising the best players in your squad and I'm sorry some people might disagree in that you know they think Laporte's been better uh, they think Akanji's been better than Laporte this season like I'm sorry, Laporte is just a better centre half than a Kanji. It's it's facts. There's well, no he was injured for months Anyway, so Yeah, but when when the ports when the come in this season, I think the level of the team's gone up. Hmm. So I thought Laporte made a big difference against Wolves. I know he was playing left back or kind of that inverted third centre half, but he made a massive difference. Um, and I think when he's played, he's made he's made he made a big difference. And it's really concerning because. I think we're going down a path where Laporte will want to leave this summer. His contract's up in 2025, and I think we're probably getting to that point. And I think to, to lose someone like Laporte is just, it's a huge L, uh, and he walks into any team in the world, basically. I think he would start for anyone else apart from Man City.
0: Do you think, I mean, Howard, I'll throw this over to you first. The problem is that we're speculating about what's going on behind the scenes, right? And and. I find myself in a chicken or egg situation with Laporte mm. where on the one hand I, I agree with Lloyd that like it, if I'm Ruben Diaz or I'm, I'm Rich Laporte or I'm Kevin De Bruyne or I'm LK Gundogan or I'm Joe Cancelo or I'm Bernardo Silva Bernardo Silva you put me on the bench enough times and I'll definitely want to leave. Do you understand what I mean because it's just mm. that's just human nature that you know if you're if you if you begin to feel like your boss doesn't rate you, right? then you'll be like, well, I'm not happy here, I'm not committed anymore, I want to leave. So is that what is happening? Or is this a case that we don't see what's going on behind the scenes and some of these guys have been completely uncommitted or have had completely the wrong attitude going into training and Guardiola's going, I will not pick you to start a game whilst you behave in that manner.
1: Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show.